Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. And it is time to talk dogs. That's right. Mindfulness for dogs is joining me, Darren Rowe, in the studio in Waikato. Good morning to you, Darren. Good morning, Mel. Nice to have you in the studio again. Uh, good, good for you too, because um, this is something that I think uh, is it going to change. No, you'll be you'll be fine mm, when the traf- sure. the traffic yes. light system comes in. None of us it are. Depends on what depends on what they say, really, doesn't it? <laughs> when we can and who we can't train. No one's entirely sure. Mm. <laughs> this is all going <laughs> to this is all going to fall out, isn't it? This um, coming week, but. It is. We will see. Uh, we will see. But we are here to talk dogs' behaviour. And if you do have a question for Darren, 0800 844 is a number or 3920 is a text. You know what? Before we even start, let's go to a question straight away. Good stuff. Uh, we have a rescue dog who is fearful of men. He's obviously been badly <clears throat> mistreated. He's been doing really well in general, but is still terrified of my male friend who comes over. We've tried him ignoring the dog, uh, the treats, etc., but he still growls, barks and runs away whenever he turns up we're not sure what to do yeah so first of all it it may not be that he's been mistreated it might just be that he's not been socialized to or not seen very many men when he was a young pup so so don't automatically assume that someone's beating him up or something like that because he's a rescue dog it might just be the fact he's just not been exposed to them so on that note it's about exposing very slowly okay and not rushing it's about the dog that dictates how fast this interaction happens not you and and one thing um men are generally very tall and it depends on the size of a dog but um, we want to come down to the dog's level to make it less intimidating that would be the first thing um, normally we lean into the dog um, to try and give him a treat and that's quite scary especially if you're scared of men anyway so come down to the level come down on your knees make sure it's safe obviously if um, put him on a lead if he's likely to sort of snap forward and try and bite or something like that we don't want that but come down to his level and then throw a treat on the floor not necessarily come into your hand if you think about it if you're scared of a person the last thing you're going to do is go, go to their hand so throw the treat away even so you can go and get the treat then come back i remember doing dog training sessions with fearful dogs and, and the first session for a whole hour was literally just throwing treats around the room so the dog could go and get one and then come back a little bit closer and in the end they'd, they'd sit there and then take the treats in the end just take it really slowly yeah Okay, so there you go, Jen. I hope that actually helps you out with your uh, with your problem with your dog. Three nine two zero is the text, or oh eight hundred eight four four seven four seven. So today we are talking about the tricky, troublesome those teenage years. They can they be are, yeah. they can be like you know you got a cute little puppy, and mm. then then they turn it. This is like <laughs> children, and then they turn into teenagers, and then after that they become nice again, don't they? They do. It is literally, and it's uh, I call it kind of like riding the crest of the wave because you literally have to literally ride that wave and and most dogs get rehomed around that time because people just can't deal with the behavior but um for example we, we've now got three teenagers in the family okay so we've got twinkle star and stella and obviously they're all sort of siblings and um oh man the last six months have been hell <laughs> even from a dog trainer's perspective they've been so hard so when we talk because... when we're talking teenage dogs what what age are we talking so it depends on the dog and the size of the dog. So smaller dogs tend to hit that puberty, that, that dreaded puberty word, and hit puberty around anywhere between six months upwards. And the bigger dogs, it might be nine months, it might be 10 months. The really, really big dogs, it might be 12 months. Um, so it's just really dependent on the dog. The, you know, these figures aren't exact. <coughs> but, <coughs> sorry. but you can really um, tell when they're going into that phase because their behaviours just suddenly change overnight. <laughs> So this I'm really this is resonating just, with my children. Just like teenage <laughs> two legged teenagers. You can't tell um, me what to do, that kind of thing. Oh god, yeah, and the rest. <laughs> so so the kind of things um I, I guess 
the kind of things that you want to be looking for um, is suddenly the dog becomes selectively deaf. Um, deaf. <laughs> I should say not deaf. deaf. Right. <laughs> so you're calling your dog, and, and normally they come back, because let's face it, puppies, they always want to come back, and then suddenly they're just like, you don't exist. That's the first telltale sign that your dog's going into puberty. Mm-hmm. You don't exist anymore, yeah? Um, the, the classic one, they become really, really stupid. So you're asking them to do really basic commands like sit and look at your neck, and they just they just got that look on their face. I call it the testosterone glaze for the boys. Yes. And it just cannot even function. Sit. I have no idea what sit is. Um, oh my gosh, what what? And they might do some other silly behaviours. And you think no sit, and you can get really frustrated around this time. So please just sort of try and chill out and calm down. Um, they might make mistakes in terms of toileting. So they're perfectly toilet trained, and then suddenly they go and pee in front of you, and that's so frustrating but mm-hmm. that's actually a, a whole hormonal thing going on there um whatever things um <clears throat> puppy biting starts again so you've just got over those um you've, all your hands have just healed from all the puppy biting especially if you've got some of those grab bitey dogs and then suddenly they start to uh, i call it the um the puberty uh, knockout rounds so they come in and they try and grab you again and try and bite you okay that's just puberty it's not them being aggressive it's just a kind of reaction to all the testosterone in the bodies and all the estrogen um, what other things? Gosh, um, yeah, this is a great one. Suddenly you become a prisoner in your own home. Mm. So your dogs start to control you and your kids. That's, this is a dangerous one, so we'll talk about that a bit more later. But um, they start to um, own certain parts of your household and, and, and you can't go in there, like their kennels, like the bathroom, wherever they, wherever they want to, really, yeah, especially where the food is. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you, you start thinking that your dog's concentration is uh, that of a goldfish. Although possibly even goldfish uh, at this age or probably at this time of a dog's life are probably cleverer. Um, but you start making excuses. So if you've got any of those people you know outside, start making excuses for their dog's behaviours. Mm-hmm. You hear that one? That's definitely puberty kicking in. Oh, no, he's absolutely fantastic normally. I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> well, I yeah. guess it's the thing too is that if you, it's sort of six to nine months, you, you kind of are thinking, oh, we're getting a little bit of a handle on the training. Yeah, yeah we're getting yeah. this right. And then all of a sudden they go off the rails. That's right. And... and Remember that you may have been the perfect dog handler and done so many training, done puppy preschool, you've been to the clubs and you've done all the training and it makes no difference whatsoever, okay? You're still going to hit that puberty phase and you're still going to have all these issues. But if you've done all the groundwork at the beginning, Mm. once they get through it, once you've sort of ridden that wave, then you're going to fall back onto good grounds. But if you haven't done it at the beginning, then you've just got a dog that's probably going to continue being like that. You're still going to feel like a terrible parent for ages until it comes right again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then the last one that always makes me laugh, and um, I wasn't quite sure how to put this one, but your fluffy slippers suddenly have a whole new um, idea for your dog. Oh, I totally (laughs) know what I mean there. Yes, I do. (laughs) Hide your kitty's teddy bears. (laughs) Definitely. Exactly. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about there. So. There's a lot of things that I think many people don't really think about, do they? You just think puppy and then grown up. You don't really think yeah. about those middle years. <clears throat> no, that's right. And if you haven't had kids, I guess, um, you wouldn't have even been through that whole sort of um, puberty phase. So you wouldn't have an idea. But every dog goes through this. This is not something they can hide from. This is something that always happens. And and even if you have a dog that is neutered, and please, please don't neuter them before puberty. There's a lot of research out there to say there's problems if you do that. Um, but if you, even if they're neutered, there's a whole element of the brain being remodelled around puberty, not just the, the sort of sex characteristics happening. So um, <clears throat> so basically what's happening is that dog is getting used to um, 
becoming an adult. So there's a whole change in their brain. There's lots of rewiring, not to go into lots of details, but nerve cells are firing off all over the place, chemical changes and stuff like that. And it's quite an emotional roller coaster for a dog at this age. And that testosterone and that estrogen, I'll concentrate on boys because most people have problems with boy dogs. But um, at that time, that's that testosterone balances that process. So if you take that away too early, then the whole process can be even sort of all up in the air even more so. And there's a lot of um, nervous dogs that have been neutered too early um, become quite nervous. Well, what time do they actually, what time do the dogs get well, neutered? <clears throat> so again, it's, everybody will say something different. Now that's the problem. If you go to one vet, they'll say do it at six weeks, they'll do it six months, they'll say nine months. Um, the general research, there's a lot of research out in, um, I think it was Helsinki they did it, where they're saying that um, after puberty, definitely. So with young dogs, from that nine months onwards. How long does a, puberty last? Oh. <laughs> it feels like should, forever, but how long does it actually last? Yeah. <laughs> so again, it can, for smaller dogs, it's only maybe sort of three, four months. Um, but again, every dog is different, so right. it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, for the medium dogs, it might last for about six to eight months. But some of those bigger breeds, it might, you know, you might be still going on at three years old and still going through that dopey um, sort of puberty phase. So, yeah, so it really does depend on the dog. Um, Star and Twinkle, uh, Star and Twinkle, and and Stella. Okay, so so Star was you've met Star. He was the one that came into the he's cafe, gorgeous. and he was beautiful. And he, he's so well trained, right? And then around six, no, five months ago, he just turned into a complete idiot. And then he saw Pixie, my little rescue dog. And overnight, he'd been playing with her quite a bit. Overnight, he fell in love, and he was completely lovesick. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. So <laughs> I didn't. I didn't exist anymore. Now he he would just stare at me and you know those lovely eyes. Oh, da- uh, Darren, I'll do anything you want. Suddenly I didn't exist. It was just Pixie. So if Pixie ran to the left, he ran to the left. If Pixie ran to the right, <laughs> and it was it was terrible. You couldn't even get him to do a, a basic sort of sit coming close or anything like that. But if Pixie was in close, man, he was like there so quickly. And um, not that she really cared about him. She was doing the coy thing. Oh, you're just a boy. I don't care about you. Mm. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, literally the last week or two, so we're probably talking. He's now nearly two years old. Suddenly switched back, and and, and now he's coming to me, and he's not too. In- he's still interested in her, obviously, because she's a little girly. But um, he's coming back to me now and doing that heel walking again. And we we put very little pressure on him to do that, but um, it's just naturally happened. Um, <laughs> so they do they do get out of puberty at the end. They they do get out, but like depending on how much training you've done at the beginning will depend on what state they they survive. Oh <laughs> yes. If you have a question for Darren, then you can give us a call right now. Oh eight hundred eight double four seven four seven about your dog's behaviour, or you can text as well three nine two zero. It's the Sunday Cafe with Mel Homer on Magic Talk. Darren Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs. I have a question for you from Sophie. Uh, My dog is Alaska the Collie. She's perfect, but has started to become reactive around cats. How do I help this? Ooh. Um, Shame she didn't say how old. Um, She may have had a bad experience um, with a cat and suddenly changed her opinion. Um, If she was okay with them before, that's probably what's happened. The, if it's a, a cat that's in the family, I guess, the, the I would always go back to using a crate and reintroducing that relationship. So the dog's in the crate and the cat can then come in and maybe have a have something to eat next to the dog just to rebuild that. But I'm guessing um, it's probably to do with the chase instinct. Again, I don't really know how old the dog is, so there's many kind of different times when that, that kind of behaviour kicks in. But um, it's probably with a collie, it's a chase. So she's probably seen the cat chase, uh, cat run away, and then thought, oh, that's a good thing to do. I'll just 
get in on that one and try and chase the cat. So limiting the opportunities to chase are definitely going to limit that behaviour. And I think it comes down to the um, old adage that if a dog can practice behaviours, then it becomes a habit. So take away the practice and then replace it with something more appropriate. There you go, Sophie. Good luck. Good luck with that. Let's get back to teenagers uh, because I'm sure this is resonating for people with dogs (laughs) and people who don't have dogs but do have children. So you've got them in the teenage years. What, and you're obviously there worse than you could have ever imagined. (laughs) So what can you do to help them survive? Yeah, so a little caveat, this probably works for teenage two-legged people as well. right? (laughs) So, um, So yeah, routines. Routines are really important. Remember, brain's remodeling, everything's up in the air, all completely flux. So keep the routines the same. And that means dinner time, the same time. This is the things that we've done. We just keep the dinner time the same. We keep the exercise the same. And we don't give, don't throw them any curveballs because they won't deal with it. They're just emotionally unstable at the end of the day. Um, it's a, a, bit, a bit of a, a psychological disease. That's the way I look at it, which they will get over at the end of the day but keep everything the same and then at least that part of their life is the same yeah um they're going to be particularly the boys they're going to have lots of testosterone remember they're building so much muscle in their bodies that's what testosterone can do starts to build the muscle they're going to have so much energy that even the exercise that you give them isn't going to be enough remember even if you run them for hours so you've got to keep that exercise up don't don't do the classic thing I guess I see is that they start getting unruly so we stop taking them out for exercise because we we get embarrassed that they're doing silly things okay still get them out even if you can't take them off a lead there's no excuse not to go for a run get on a bike and cycle with them and really drain that energy out it's going to make life so much easier they're going to they're going to start to think a bit better if you give them that exercise and I'm not saying that you run a dog for like 20,000 k's and and you know sort of completely screw them over and and remember you've also got to start thinking about the bones because um their bones are remodeling as well so not high intensity exercise okay really important check check with your vet if you want to get more details on that sort of stuff yeah mm-hmm. um <clears throat> what other things um refreshing that training so and there's a bit a massive caveat on this one because they are they've gone they're going through that stupid phase okay so so keep doing the training but don't expect it to be perfect and give them a lot more time to think it out. I remember um, doing some crate training with Star, and normally he would just be in the crate, sit down, it'd be great. It took him half an hour to even work out how to go back in the crate. And it wasn't that he was stupid, he just, you could see it in his face, he was just so confused. And, and he was looking at me saying, what do you want, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, and he just didn't get the communication between the two of us. I got it in the end, but it, it was, yeah, it was quite comical really. <laughs> um, I guess if you've got a dog, this is the most frustrating time you're going to have, right? So um, this is when, like I said, this is when dogs get rehomed the most because we get frustrated, we get worried, they get aggressive potentially because they get frustrated. Um, So keep calm. It doesn't matter what the dog is doing, okay? They will get over it. Yeah, that's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's easy for me on the radio (laughs) to say that. But look, I've got three. I've got three at the moment and I'm still alive, right? Mm -hmm. And they're still with me and, and we've been, and I've got, what one there is quite a sort of intense rescue dog so um she's pretty hard work at the best of times so going through puberty is even worse yep but keep calm um if you need to have a nice little place for your dog to go the crate if you've done if you followed the podcast you'll realize that we look at the pen and the crate system as a nice place have a place for them to go if you really need to get them out of your space yep okay and just chill and relax very important do not please tell your dog off 
hurt them, slap them, anything like that while they're going through his face because they might well jump in your face and all that kind of stuff. Just that energy like a spring just exploding, yeah? They don't mean it. They're not being vindictive. They're not being nasty. They just can't think straight. They're hormonally impaired. <laughs> it's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so just chill. Um, yeah, and the last one, I guess, probably is the most important one of all, I would say, is that they need to be re-socialised. And this is where most people go wrong. So um, if you've done your puppy work right, you'll have socialised your dog, you've habituated them, which is where you get them used to all lots of new things like um, cycles and all those kind of things, yeah, motorbikes. Right. Um, you've got to do that all again because, remember, the brain is remodelling in the same way as it was when they were a puppy. So you've got to redo that socialisation. That's where people go wrong. They don't re-socialise their dog to new things and people and other dogs. And then when they come out of this puberty they're scared of everything again. And that could be what's happening with that collie that um, the lady rang in earlier. Mm, okay. So it could be that sort of thing. So re-socialise, yeah? I've got a question for you too uh, yeah. from Poe. says, I have two German shepherds. One's four and a half years old. The other is 18 months. I have problems with them rushing the house door when taking them outside and also jumping out of the boot on arrival to the park. Is <coughs> there anything I can do to stop this? Yeah, there is. Um, and if she is, I assume Poe, um, if she goes to my, um, if she types in Mindfulness um, for Dogs Facebook community, there's actually a little video on about crate training. And, and the reason I say about crate training is because we, we get the dog in the crate and we teach them to sit in the crate. And when we touch the door of the crate, they automatically go into that sit. And it sets up a pattern that when a hand goes out to touch the door, to touch the um, crate door the, or the car door, they automatically sit rather than coming forward. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, um, it's based on Susan Garrett's Crate Games, so you could even look at that one as well. Um, but you're basically conditioning your dog that when your hand goes to the door frame, um, or the door handle, then they sit automatically rather than rush forward. It's just an excitement. They just want to get out, let's face it, at the end of the day. It's way more exciting out there than it is sitting in the car. Yeah, they do. But, yeah, I hope that helps you out, Poe. And when you, let's go back to teenagers then. Uh, so obviously you do all those <coughs> things to get them through their teenage years, but I guess sometimes it is a bigger problem. Yeah, so just like kids, sometimes their behaviours, they just can't, really can't control that. That Mainly with boys, I'm, well, I, I don't know much about girls, but with boys particularly, that testosterone can become quite aggressive i'm sure it's the same with girls as well but um so when things start to get aggressive and dogs start to get possessive and, and i'm really um, careful here i'm not using the word dominant okay so these dogs are not dominating trying to dominate you that's not what happens they get possessive over objects they get possessive over people um, and they don't know how to deal with that that kind of um, thing that's going on in their brain, that emotional state that's going on in their brain. So so that's when you do need some help, okay? So get a dog trainer, and especially if your dog's getting aggressive or possessive over children, um, over objects, because you might get into that resource guarding thing. If you've got mm. a little puppy that's a resource guarding, again, we talked about that a while ago, um, that's going to start to get worse during this time because, again, all those behaviours start flowing through. So get get some help. Definitely get some help. Okay, remember with resource guarders, don't try and take the things away from them because that will make it ten times worse. Okay, yeah. so if you do have a problem <clears> teen, you do need to get some some issues sorted. Go and get seek some help. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, sooner than later. Don't just let it ride. Okay, because it doesn't get better. 
Well, that's <laughs> been enlightening, voice. Darren, throughout this. Uh, thank you very much. And I think you can, there's a, maybe another career there in, uh, well, you were a teacher, weren't you? I was, yeah. <laughs> so because I'm sure a lot of people listening with teenage kids are going, oh, yeah, this sounds about right. <laughs> treat mm. your dog like your kid. Can't go wrong. Well, treat your kids like your dog. Look at it. Hey, Darren, thank you so much. And if people want to get in contact with you, mind, Mindfulness for Dogs on Facebook and your website as well. Yep, you can find me all over social media, so yeah, definitely. Good please stuff. Please do. I, I, lo- I love people phone, uh, writing in and just asking questions. It's great. Good stuff. Excellent. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.